21 Handshake. And I'm Ashley, another account manager here. I'm Alex, and I'm in charge of visual content. So, Ashley and Alex, a small poll to kick off today's topic. When making purchases, do you, and just a quick yes or no is fine, mm -hmm. check with your family, friends, peers, or even an online review before making a purchase? Yeah, always. Yes. Mm -hmm. I would imagine that most of us do, especially if it's like a larger purchase as well, where we're maybe, don't feel like we're maybe the experts. Um, but I would bet, bet that you check with those sources because you trust them to mm -hmm. give you yeah. a good review, mm -hmm. especially if maybe it's something they've, they've bought. Experience. Yeah. An, un, an honest, unbiased opinion on it exactly or if they bought it and they've used the product um, or if they've mm -hmm. maybe mentioned oh so-and-so bought it that I know and they loved it mm -hmm. um, I think that always just kind of gives it oh well someone else that I know are kind of in the weave of things mm -hmm. they know now I know by association mm -hmm. <laughs> right. reviewed it well and I think kind of that goes to especially like an online review, especially if someone maybe posted a picture, oh, I got this, mm -hmm. it was damaged, here's a picture of it, mm -hmm. mm, you know, maybe that's, you know, so that kind of goes, um, you may not know that person on, you know, in person, but they wrote a review that's detailed. And the photos go way further. Exactly, or if they've done a little video on it or something. So today I wanted to talk about this kind of referral word of mouth recommendation. A new report just came out um, by Convince and Convert. Um, that's a marketing, very well-known marketing speaker, influencer, Jay Bear's um, company. And it was called Chatter Matters, the 2018 word of mouth report. And it talks in depth about this very topic of word of mouth. And it says that 50% of Americans still trust word of mouth over any other form of marketing. In fact, to cite it exactly what it said, it said 50% of Americans would choose offline or online word of mouth if they had to pick just one source of information when researching purchases. Wow, I know we preach the importance of testimonials around here, but actually to see an official study in print that backs up the importance of testimonials is pretty outstanding. Kind of proves our point, mm -hmm. pat on the back. <laughs> <laughs> but Alex, why did they say in the report that the word of mouth is so pervasive right now? Um, so there seems to be a general trend in the lowering in the trust of um, of consumers and um, like large companies, um, celebrities, etc., um, and that's like been inversely related with the growth of trust of of online reviews of um, you know your friends and family, you know other people that you know that have used a certain product or service, etc. Um, there is actually in in the Chatter Matters. Um, research study that they released uh, there was a list of like really big time names that pretty much everybody knows right. and then it was like the percentage of people who when they were asked about that person if they would trust that person for like an endorsement or a review of something right. um, and even the highest one 
uh, percentage-wise in terms of whether or not they would be trusted was Oprah Winfrey at 4%. Wow. 4% of people. Yeah. And a lot of... I mean, Oprah Winfrey has an incredible Oh, following. Yeah. Right. I would even consider her an influencer. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and so I, the... The, the trend seems to be more amongst, um, especially like like these types of celebrities, like your Donald Trumps, like your Oprah Winfrey's, like your Warren Buffett's, Rihanna, Barack Obama. Those are the ones on this right. list here. Um, and I, I think that's really fascinating. But if you think about it, you know, if, some, if one of those celebrities is getting paid to endorse a product, like those really, really top tier, like A1 celebrities, they're making a lot of money doing that exactly and it's not because they don't i personally don't believe that they're they're endorsing the product because it's something that they necessarily believe in or like use on a daily basis kind of a thing it's just they got paid a lot of money to do it mm-hmm. right right so so ashley we know that word of mouth is important but we're seeing kind of this decline of actually trusting maybe celebrities who mm-hmm. are doing word of mouth referrals mm-hmm. So, which is interesting because we know that the rise of influencer marketing is going up, mm-hmm. but then at the same time, word of mouth marketing is going up and we're seeing that this isn't like a cohesive line, like influencer marketing is going up, word of mouth is going up, but yet we aren't trusting celebrities. Celebrities, Or, you know, I think um, the report mentioned government institutions, mm-hmm. maybe even a trusted, like a professional professional site like a professor or mm-hmm. educational institution as much still as like friends family um, those mm-hmm. type of things so so what why is that do you think is it a generational thing you know, like younger generations have they just noticed like losing trust with these influencers yeah or? I think it I I think it is a combination of both. A big factor is trust, and I, th- I think we are seeing it with um, millennials and Gen Z as just like a normal buying behavior. Right. So where we're losing trust in these like A-list celebrities who are at this point when they're in commercials, they're just paid actors, right? And trusting more like real people on the internet. Right. I may not know this like girl who blogs about, I don't know, interior decorating. But I really like her content. I really like how real she is on her Insta stories. And when she talks to me about a product that she uses on the day-to-day that she really likes, right. like I trust her opinion. And, and usually, um, whether or not it's sponsored, they are generally unbiased. Um, right. Um, which I respect. Um, and so I think this generation is... is um, it, their buying behavior is custom to that trust and experience and like that authentic review. Um, right. And I think also as well as um, the report mentioned that millennials and Gen Z's, they make more recommendations. So then probably, yeah. do you think that means that then they're more apt to trust a recommendation from like a trusted peer? Yeah. I think it's just becoming like, like a subconscious like behavior, right? So we live in such a world of like review and like recommendation and like we're seeing so much of it too um, from like your peers. And it's like, if you have a good experience with a product, like you want to share it because it's unique and it doesn't happen all the time. And also it's kind of just fun to like, share good products with your friends. Well, yeah, I, I mean, know. I think that transfers the same way. Um, so the report mentioned 71% say that if they have a great experience 
mm-hmm. experience, then they will that will spur on a recommendation. Mm-hmm. And I think um, that's just transferring over to kind of these um, online reviews because how often are we, if we have a great experience with something, we go tell our family and friends about it. Like, yeah. you will never believe what this company did. It was really cool. And mm-hmm. how many people go over and beyond these days? Right. You know, I've said mm-hmm. that so many times. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, wow, they refunded all my money. And yeah. our... You know, I think I uh, was talking to you about Shipped the other day, Alex, and how great their customer service is. I'm like, well, my bananas were bruised. And they're like, okay, we'll just give you a credit. And I I think the reason that um, we believe each other so much is because we have no inherent reason to... Like we have no, like for example, like we have no monetary reason to mm-hmm. endorse or not endorse a certain product. Exactly. We're not getting paid to do it. Mm-hmm. So you're much more likely to be honest about it. Like do I think Jennifer Garner actually uses a Capital One card because she's in that commercial? I don't think Jennifer Garner uses a Capital <laughs> well, One Well, exactly. Card, you know? I think it always comes down to like, again, thinking about beauty products mm-hmm. and like every, you know, for years I sat and watched TV commercials and was like, really, Jennifer Aniston, you're using the $5 night cream to get your face that smooth yeah <laughs> no you aren't you make right. millions every episode of friends <laughs> you are buying something really expensive yeah getting a facial every week <laughs> exactly yeah. so yeah. yeah i think so alex what you're saying is it comes down to trust mm-hmm. absolutely um it's interesting especially with big purchases and food specifically according to this chatter matters research report um they had a in in their in their study, they made a seven point scale. I think a seven point scale is kind of an interesting number. Yeah, yeah, I'd rather not go for ten. <laughs> right, um, but they have the most valued sources of information when making a substantive purchase on the seven point scale, um, and personal experience was the um, highest ranked one at six point um, And then I'll just kind of go down in order. Um, the, the following highest one. So it's five and a half was a brand I'm familiar with. 5.2 out of seven was recommendation from a friend or family member. Five was an online review. Um, and then you, like, the further you go down the list, the more you get to, like, your traditional advertising right. methods. 4.2 was news coverage. 4.1 was advertising. Um, and then I thought this was a little bit interesting. 3.7 was post by friends and social media. Now we rely, like we see a lot of online reviews, mm-hmm. but it's interesting how, according to this report, reading just like a random person's thing on Facebook is going to influence you less, a lot less, according to this, than like a recommendation that you could read from an anonymous person on like Amazon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that is kind of crazy. Um, and then the dead last was at 3.6 uh, out of 7 was posts by brands in social media. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's probably comes down to the trust thing. Like, you think, well, they're just promoting themselves. Of course, they're, pro- they're going to say that their product mm-hmm. is great. Yeah, of course. And I, I understand why they're at the bottom of the list, but that was just kind of like reconfirming. Yeah, right. and I, th- I think right. generation these upcoming generations and their buying behaviors is like n- naturally to revert to skepticism, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. oh, they're just saying that because they get paid. Or is this post-sponsored? Like, I want to know if this is sponsored because, like, I want to know whether or not to trust it. And so when we do, we look at this list, the top is more, um, like, authentic, organic, and then the lower you get um, are more, um, like, money 
encouraged, like sponsored right. outlets. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, and it's still just, I mean, it really just comes down to if you are making a really big purchase. Mm-hmm. I mean, it said, okay, when planning a wedding, word of mouth from friends is 331% more likely to be relied upon than advertising. Holy cow. But of course, you know, that's your wedding day. You, yeah. That's a huge moment in your life. And so, of course, you're going to, you know, I mean, when you think about it, yeah, it makes sense. So, it's just like, whoa. Um yeah. But I do like this paragraph um, that they also said. So findings such as maybe like the wedding one example and why word of mouth is so, it says, it makes us question why most companies that are selling expensive goods and services do not possess a sound, repeatable word of mouth strategy. Hmm. It would provide customers with a consistent story to pass along to the next group of customers. So, wow, I mean, you know, we always, oh, you know, let's look at my ad campaign. Let's look at my advertising budget. Let's look at this. Let's look at that. How can we reach more, cons- you know, customers? Cons- well, it just starts with your current customers. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You know, like if you provide them a great experience. They're going to be your biggest. They're going to get, you know, it's like it's like marketing 101. Mm-hmm. It's like coming back to this basic marketing thing that mm-hmm. I think has kind of got a little lost as we've got more yeah. entrenched behind our screens. Yeah. Um, that still, there's someone on the other end of that product mm-hmm. and whether they, you know, what, what their experience is, is what they're going to go out and be telling people about. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And you want to be creating that consistent experience. It kind of goes a, l- a little bit of along the lines of uh, something that we talk about when we're developing our brand stories for people is like, you know, if currently, if you ask your organization and the people who work in it, like, you know, what what does this company do? Most people, most like say you have 20 people right. that you ask, you'll probably get 20 different answers. Yeah. Um, and so we kind of, we create the brand story um, to help try and make that message more consistent. So everyone can relay the same message. Exactly. Right? Um, and I think that's very much what is being said here as well, like giving that similar experience or similar product, whatever, um, will inherently um, increase your, your trustability. Mm-hmm. Oh, Trust, yeah. Trustability. Trustability. I like it. Oh. A new word there. A new word. Yeah, I think, you know, it's that word of mouth, that consistent experience that you're providing to your customers. Um, or even that, you know, we work with a lot of B2B, so it probably be that what what that salesperson is providing. I mean, weren't we just with a client, Alex, and we were like, so why did you choose to go with such and such product? And he was like, well, because of such and such salesperson. I liked them, I had worked with them before, and I want to continue to work with him. Mm -hmm. And so there it goes again. And Mm -hmm. how many more people do you think he's probably told, well, use this product and work with so-and-so because he's really good and I like him. Yeah, yeah, I know he's not going to lead me in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? you know, so it's like, well, there's a consistent experience, you know, like this guy is happy, you know, he followed, you know, this guy from a different company to rep this other new, you know, it's just like, wow, it just comes full circle. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So when we start to think about, well, how do you build that trust? It's a lot easier said than done in creating like a word of mouth strategy and... Um, 
So this report, as I mentioned earlier, and we're going to put all of these links in the show notes to, to not only this Chatter Matters report, um, but to the article as well, and a few other um, reports along the same lines of the building word of mouth and referrals. So um, this was sponsored by um, Jay Bear, who is actually coming out with a book here soon. Um, he's a marketing leader in the marketing space, but he's always been really big on preaching like customer service and customer experience. And as I read through this, it reminded me that I had actually listened to a webinar with him over a year ago, kind of on this creating more word of mouth. And they had called it, how are you creating talk triggers? Um, that being like, well, what's going to get your customers talking? What are the triggers that you as a business are doing to put in place to get your customers talking about you? So I thought we would quick go over some highlights from that, and um, we actually do have the link to that webinar, and we'll, we'll put that in the show notes as well. Um, but they did mention in the webinar that by 2020, customer experience will drive purchase decisions. So if you aren't providing a good customer experience right now, that is then funneling down to creating word of mouth, you know, this is what's the future. Yeah, the you're going to be left in the dust, like you just said. Um, already, um, Nielsen, you know, which is a big reporting, data reporting company, they provided the stat that we trust customers two times over trusting companies. Again, just saying again, if you don't have a strategy in place for creating those referrals, you're going to be left behind. So... Here's some just quick tips that we wanted to go over to how you can increase word of mouth conversations. Um, and Alex and Ashley, jump in here with any examples, stories that you have as well. But first off, best practices. Um, one that they said is, um, I know right now in marketing, a lot of it's like, ah, surprise and delight your customers. But they actually went opposite of that and they said, you know, you just need to be consistent consistent. Creating a word of mouth means that you are consistent, which makes sense because, you know, if your friend says, hey, um, I bought this product and it was awesome and look, this person, they even wrote me a personal note and included it in the box, mm-hmm. but then you order from them and you don't get a personal note, odds are you're going to go, and yeah, you're going to be disappointed, but then you're going to go tell people. Well, I guess they just do it when they feel like it. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't anything special. They might as well just find the best price for it. Right. <laughs> you know, so obviously that's pretty inconsistent. <laughs> right. Um, <clears throat> I was just thinking of a, like a personal situation. That's kind of along the lines of the, in terms of consistency. Like, um, there's, I got hit with an Instagram ad probably half a year ago and I ended up buying something from it and then you know you, you get your like your buying receipt and then like yeah. the shipping information and then I think you naturally just assume that now like once you've bought something you're going to be getting emails from those people right um, and then I didn't and then I totally forgot about it and then like a couple weeks ago all of a sudden like four times a week I start getting like clearance sale like oh. these kind of emails I'm like what? Hmm. <laughs> um, and it just seemed so out of the blue and inconsistent that yeah. I think that subconsciously affected my image of how they, yeah. like their organization of yeah. themselves as a company. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting. I'd be like, yeah. wow, I guess they're digging up those old lists to drum up some business. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's a good impression. 
Right. No. Right. Not a good impression at all. So again, be consistent. Um, write down how you're going to, you know, relay this process to your team of being consistent with people. Um, just make it a good experience, a consistent experience. Um, so what gets people triggered to talk and refer your brand? And jump in here, Alex and Ashley. But they discussed be more generous than your customers expect. Be more human than your customers expect. I think that's a really good point we can touch on mm -hmm. in a minute. Be more useful than your customers expect. Be more proactive. Um, an example here would be calling before maybe an appointment that you have with somebody and not just after to follow up. Um, and be more responsive, be more useful. Mm -hmm. So let's go back to that humanizing one. I think, again, that um, not to pigeonhole generations, but I think maybe younger generations are like, well, pff, brands are just the, you know, the big guy out there. Yeah, There's nothing human about there. Like, Alex, how many times have we talked about, well, contact forms or websites? No one's ever going to contact you if you contact them. Right, there. especially <laughs> if it's a big company. Especially if it's, like, a huge national brand. So um, definitely think that humanizing your company is something that everyone should be doing. <laughs> yeah, and I'm trying to think of... I, I think the, the most relevant example I have of this is... is Influencer marketing, and I, I, I yeah, but maybe not the big one brands right. that no one's trusting, or and the big influencers no one's trusting. Right. What I was gonna say is like thinking of smaller companies who are working with influencers who are kind of more in that like small to mid-sized space mm -hmm. yeah. of following. Yeah. Um, you know, they're making a lot less money doing it than right. than your typical like A one listers. Um, and I have I've definitely found that, and and I think like people that I can think of off the top of my head, like that I follow off. Instagram, YouTube, like the bigger they get, whenever I see them get an endorsement, mm -hmm. I just, I am a little bit more skeptical yes, about it. Yes, yeah, and that's the same thing. So true. Um, and, and, and I think kind of going back to what I said earlier is like when I know something's not monetized and they, they are endorsing a product or talking about yeah. it, talking about it positively or negatively, I, I think you tend to remember that more or, mm -hmm. or take that into consideration more. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I do feel like sometimes once those influencers start to get big, they start to lose a little touch with that. Yeah. You know, right, you right. You start to wonder, well, now are they just but others so, making money? So I guess to, to pull that full circle, what I was thinking in the humanized sense is like, I feel like when people have smaller audiences, uh, they feel a little bit more human. Like connected. You can, yeah, yeah a little connected. More connected to I them. matter. Someone who has like five and a half million followers, I'm like, ah, I mean, that's cool. It's more but generalized. I, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I can't. I can't relate to that one. Yeah, you know? exactly. I love this list of triggers. I think there's so many good ones in here, especially like number one, being more generous than your customers expect. Mm -hmm. It just reminds me of this phrase. It's always stuck with me in terms of like setting up expectations, right? It's um, under promise over deliver. Yes. So like, it, especially in the B2C space, we can relate this to B2B, but like if I go to your company to buy something, right? I just expect money in exchange for the yeah. product or service. But if you go above and beyond without saying like, hey, when you order this, you're gonna get a handwritten letter and just like that surprise right. aspect, yeah. like will always excite someone. Right, or maybe they, you know, put a little extra something in the box. 
or yeah. something or yeah. you know just something cool like that I don't think it's hard to, to go feel a little extra mile mm-hmm. yeah there was actually um, there was a company I can't remember who it was but I was buying something recently and I realized they had a ton of reviews on their site um, for like every single one of their products and I was like okay how do they do this because I right. even large companies struggle to get that oh sometimes. yeah um, you know you get emails every week of like hey can you review this product yeah. it's just kind of like well Every time you buy something off, every time you buy something off Amazon, you know you get some. Will you leave a review? (laughs) Like yeah, Um, and so then I I ended up buying something from them because I was I was partially pretty impressed by the yeah by all the reviews. Um, And so then a couple like a week or two went by, and they I get the hey, can you review this email? But along with that, it was like if you post a review and. If you post a review, we'll give you like this discount code. If you post a review with a picture, like we'll give you, it was like 35% off your next wow. purchase. Wow. But it was like, it was a, it was a discount that was actually like felt like, oh, wow. Like that's a pretty yeah. big number as opposed to kind of like your 10 to 15%, whatever. Right. Like it makes a difference, but like 35% off is a very big difference nice from, right. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think you really have to think about like, you know, that works for that company, what works for my company. Yeah. You know, you really have to make that, you know, unique to you. You just right. can't. Um, like, it, yeah. it wouldn't work for us. We can't give you like 35% exactly. off of a exactly. monthly contract kind of thing. But for right. like a, a an apparel product, a small yeah. widget, a, you know. So make it customizable to, to, you, yeah. to you. I think the biggest thing that these five items have in common is this like, respect for the other person yeah. on the other side, right? Mm-hmm. I think when we talk about marketing, especially like us as an industry and we, we look at themes and, right. and what's next, it's just like more and more and more. How can we get more attention? Yeah. And the people who are doing it right are like, okay, no, how can we like right. surprise them or, you know, like Be not unique. bombard yeah. their email box with unnecessary content, right? Mm-hmm. Like. Um, being more respectful of their time right. or like how can I be helpful we want to hear your opinion on our and or exactly. what our next product should be and I think it makes the customer feel more like they're needed. valuable yeah, yeah. Um, and automatically then I like I, I trust you I have a connection with you right like you're not um, I don't know well yeah. they're triggering the emotions of either making me laugh making mm-hmm. me feel teaching me mm-hmm. inspiring motivating yeah. me and that's kind of, it sort of connects with the podcast that we did a couple weeks ago of talking about, um, you know, people just want to be, like, seen and heard, yeah. but genuine. So, episode 24, we'll link that in the Oh, the previous show. one, yeah. yeah. Um, and another real world, I guess I'm having a lot of real world examples today. <laughs> um, I got an email from Adobe. I use the, like, Premiere. Yeah. I use Lightroom. I use it a lot. I've used some of the other programs a little bit. But um, they sent out a, um, um, like, a questionnaire recently. But it was like, hey, this questionnaire is, like, 20, 25 minutes long to sit through and do the whole thing. But yeah, I was like, a long questionnaire. Oh, let me take a look at it. But it was, like, it was super specific questions about, like, how you use the product, what you would like to see different, what you would like to see change. Yeah. Like, it wasn't just kind of, like, your scale of 1 to 10, would you recommend this to a friend kind okay. of a thing. Yeah. It was, like, what do you, in the way that you use this product, how do you want to see it change or grow? Or, like, what do you like, what do you not like about it? Mm-hmm. Um, and it went through, like, every aspect of every program that I use. I thought that was very cool. And it was, like, it, it felt like a much deeper... Um, 
questionnaire in the sense that I felt like they were actually taking this very seriously. Yeah. Right. Not just like your standard, like, how is your service one through five? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, Tell it, us more, but give you no direction on what they yeah. want to hear. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Which, you know, and you're in that space of using Adobe every day. And so you do have opinions. And I think most people who do use Adobe products are going to have strong opinions yeah. on what they want to see next and Absolutely. see how Adobe. Yeah. So definitely that's that's something um, to think about. So we're definitely going to leave um, these talk triggers in the show notes and maybe even dive into them more on our blog. So make sure to check that out. But we do want to know how you're enticing your current customers to create word of mouth buzz for your business. We would love to know, so connect with us on social media at 21 Handshake and just let us know how you're um, getting your customers to um, refer you more. Did you love this episode? Yes, you did. (laughs) Rate us five stars, subscribe, and share with a friend. Until next time.